Hey, all my beautiful recovery people, welcome to another amazing episode of Finding Peaks. Yours truly, President and Founder Chris Burns, more specifically, and for our guest today, just a big recovery cheerleader. So let's go for that. I am so excited today to get this show going. We got Bryce Givens from Elevate Sober Home. What up? Let's go. And we got <laughs> Kyle Van Dongen. Um, from Sofferson Sober Living in the House, yes, sir. both executive directors and founders of both of those um, operations. Um, and more specifically, Kyle um, is a Peaks Recovery alumni. Let's go. And we were talking before the show on just how different um, the process was back then, how different we were. You know, we were doing um, sober living homes with some PHP and IOP and driving people into the center. and. Um, Kyle is a great testament of what recovery can do as well as Bryce, but before we get this show going, I just wanted to pull up a picture for the viewers, <laughs> if possible. Um, there it is, beautiful. So <laughs> how long ago was that, Kyle? That would be, so September of 2015. Okay. So I'm coming up on eight years of sobriety at the end of this month, actually. Holy nice, smokes, man. Yeah. I showed this picture to our case managers before I came over here. They're like, that's not Kyle. And uh -huh. they zoomed in. I said, that's Kyle. Yeah. But that just shows you. I mean, that was on Kyle's graduation. You'd been there, what, six months? Yep. Yeah. And yep. that's his therapist, Robert Jocelyn, who's still working in the field, still an awesome professional and human. Um, just wanted to bring that up and grateful to have you guys on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having yeah, us. Thank Absolutely. you very much. Appreciate so, it. Um, this is where I bring on amazing professionals, uh, but for me, even better humans. Um, I had a great opportunity to connect with you guys over the winter symposium. I really enjoyed the authenticity and the vulnerability that you all bring. I just couldn't wait to bring you guys on the show. Uh, these guys are doing tremendous things in the community up in Denver, getting people integrated into the community uh, by way of just moving our bodies and connecting just a really infectious um, uh, level of care that you guys are getting excited about and moving through and just grateful to be a small part of that. And so uh, without further ado, let's get into it. Um, Kyle. What is, um, I know pieces of it most certainly, mm -hmm. but what is, what is your why? Why do you do what you do um, today in your recovery? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, <clears throat> you're very well-spoken. You're a good so. host. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think it's, without making a super long, drawn-out answer, why is like just to help guys that were in the same situation I was in, mm -hmm. right? Like, I saw the value that it brought to my life. Um, I saw a small, like, niche that I could get into um, that I felt I was good at. And I just want to give back. That's it. Um, I want to show others that it's possible. It's possible through different means as well. It's not like a one-size-fits-all program. Um, brings me a you know, tremendous level of fulfillment. Yeah. Um, makes me feel good about myself. It helps my recovery and my sobriety. Mm -hmm. um, I would say like my why is just uh, to give back mm -hmm. what was given to me. Mm -hmm. um, and enjoy my life, enjoy my recovery. Yeah, that's cool, man. I remember when we used to hang out, you know, nearly eight years ago, mm -hmm. uh, and we used to talk a lot about this recovery process and it being directly proportionate to our ability to give it away. Yeah. And even though I don't, I'm not an active member of the 12-step community anymore, and um, I still walk with that um, to a degree. And I love what you're doing at Sofferson with respect to showing people all of the ways mm -hmm. and all of the pathways, because I think what that highlights for the individual who's suffering specifically from shame, is that it allows them to see themselves within your program and find a home in that. And I think For that's sure. really, really cool. And you come by this really honestly. You have a story of um, before you came to Peaks, mm -hmm. right? What did that look like? Uh, 
what what do you mean specifically like what what I was doing before I got to peaks? Yeah, or? like you had you had had some struggles with finding recovery. And, um, you know. I went through peaks was probably last resort. Mm -hmm. um, it was my sixth sixth or seventh time. Yeah. Um, and the the previous right before I'd come to peaks when I was at another facility. Uh, Robert Jocelyn, who was my counselor two times in a row, thank God for him. Yeah. He had told me that I needed to go somewhere long-term, and it was before Peaks existed, Red Rocks didn't exist. The, these six-month or these longer-term treatment yeah. centers at that time. Uh -huh. um, so he tried to get me to go out to Prescott, and I just wasn't willing. I was, I was like, like yeah. that's terrifying. I don't yeah. want to commit to something that long. Um, so I struggled figuring out what my recovery looked like, what was gonna work best for me, and uh, prior coming to Peaks, um, I hit that low where when I checked into treatment that last time, mm -hmm. I just threw up the, you know, threw in the towel mm -hmm. and just told somebody else to tell me what to do. Yeah. Um, and just kind of gave into the process and just said, just send me somewhere. And yeah. Peaks is where I landed. Yeah, it's cool, man. It's a really, really cool recovery story. And, and although Peaks and the relationships we have with our clients has certainly changed today, there's a level of that care that you're bringing into the community um, today, which is really, really cool. And, you know, I always say I had, I had Nick on here a mm -hmm. handful of weeks ago. Yeah. And I, it's a goal is like a professional and your why speaks to it. It's like, man, if I could help one person, man, you've helped like a hundred. So let's go. <laughs> it's so cool. For sure. I love how this thing moves downhill in a really infectious and intentional way. Yeah, it does. Um, and really that why speaks to it all, man, is, is, is my recovery is directly proportionate to my ability to give it away. And it really satiates the soul to be able to give this stuff back. Well, I think it's like a product of your environment as well, like going through as many treatment facilities as I did and then, you know, last one being Peaks and seeing what you guys did. Mm -hmm. um, that kind of rubs off on you. Yeah. And you see how your life looks or how your house manager lives mm -hmm. look and uh, you want that. Yeah. And you see what you're doing for others and it's like, I can do this. I'm, I'm him, yeah. right? Like we yeah. all came from the, the same story, the same background. Mm -hmm. um, it gives you that hope of like, cool, I have something to offer finally, right? Yeah, yeah. that purpose. Uh -huh. And when you got that purpose, it can be really directionally driven. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really cool to see, man. Just watching you and out in social media doing your videos, just really in Northern Colorado, just hyping up the recovery community. It's like, every time I see that, man, it just warms my heart. Yeah, I appreciate so, it. Appreciate you checking in. So Absolutely. grateful to have you here. Bryce. What's up, man? Ultras, physical stuff going on. He's out in the community doing stuff with Elevate Recovery Homes. Uh, before we get to that, what's your why? My why, similar to what your guys' why is, mm -hmm. is you know, really to A, be of service, but to really help people find and maximize their potential and self-actualize, mm -hmm. um, simply put. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. Help people reach their full potential, be the best versions of themselves that they can be. Mm -hmm. and that's what I'm here to do. I love that too, because yeah. in that statement, like so simply put, it's like, Everybody has greatness living inside of it. Totally. Them, you know, and I'm gonna help you find it for right. you. Mm -hmm. You don't need to change you. Exactly. We just need to get back to that center. Yeah, that's it, man. Yeah. Find yourself, reconnect with yourself and, and you know, really dig deep. And that's why I resonate with ultras and hard, physically challenging mm -hmm. things is because it's like, you know, when you're in that suffer fest, you're in that zone and you're um, you know, you're digging deep. Like mm -hmm. the only person that you can rely on is you. Mm -hmm. Me, myself and I. Yeah to get through it. And so just helping people find that in whatever arena that is for yeah. them, you know, or, or just giving them a platform to really 
um, you know, encourage them to look deeper is, is what I want to try to do. Yeah, and it yeah. really does too. It's like in some of those individual sports uh -huh. in recovery, really have this opportunity to prop people up and show them how valuable yep. in a way that they are and how much they can actually accomplish. Totally. Um, because I think sometimes as humans, we really sell ourselves short. And most certainly um, when we're suffering from a mental illness, albeit depression, anxiety, whatever it is, we oftentimes don't believe in ourselves. Totally. And so somebody like you showing up and saying, hey, we've done these things. And also, look at where I've been. Yeah. You know, um, where have you been? So for me, um, you know, I've been a lot of places, not a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for me, I found myself getting into recovery, not by choice, like many of us. Sure. Um, you know, I, I ended up getting into some legal trouble and was sentenced to a therapeutic community and I went to Pier 1, which yeah. was a very militaristic behavioral modification rehab. Very familiar. Saved my life. <laughs> yeah. Saved my life. One of our best therapists, um, one of my favorite humans on earth, Bonita Wilder, went okay. to Pier. Yeah. Was it Pier? I don't know. if It's a women's program. The Haven, yeah. The Haven, yeah. Yep. She talked about doing the... A monad. Monad. Yeah, yeah. man. It's okay. crazy. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, monad, I mean, it was, it was wild going there. I had gone to rehab, you know, and been relapsing for the better part of a decade, okay. half a decade or so. Finally went there and uh, it gave me some time to really separate myself and really, you know, talk about going inward, mm -hmm. doing some introspection and learning who I was and what I was all about and learning about my psychology and how yeah. to reframe my thoughts mm -hmm. and practicing all this stuff that, you know, the modalities that are practiced today in a lot of treatment centers, CBT, DBT, yep. you know, SSIC and seeking safety and all these things around other people who had been experiencing these same things. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it was really intensive. Yeah, yeah. And so for me, that's where it kind of really shifted my mentality. Um, that was the start of my recovery journey. You know, it still took a few years for me to handle those, the, the legal ramifications sure. of my actions and my behaviors. So, um, you know, that was really my recovery process. And then, you know, I had to do some time in prison. And so I got out of prison and uh, was working at a, a youth baseball facility that I still am very close with today and just trying to, you know, give back and, and work around kids and be in athletics. But the recovery industry kept like, drawn me back in. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt that I was, you know, I resonated with that and resonated with people in recovery. And so that's kind of what led me down this path is like, well, I've always been an athlete. You know, I sure. grew up the son of a professional athlete and I always aspired to play professional sports. And what sports um, did you play? I played football. Okay, cool. Yeah, played up at CU, Skull yeah. Buffs. <laughs> you, did, you did play at CU? Yeah, I played okay. at CU. What position, tight end? Offensive tackle. Oh, damn. Yeah, so. so you were bigger. I was bigger, yeah. much bigger. They were feeding you up there. Yeah, man, it was great. <laughs> well, I didn't know that. It's cool. Yeah, so I played up there and I threw my football career away, but I'm really excited for what's happening in Boulder, you know, bringing Coach Prime up there. I, I can't, can't wait. wait. I'm going to the Black Gold. Game. Nice. Our, our Matt came up to me, Marsha, and he's like, I got six tickets. I'm nice. Go. That's awesome. We'll have to go to a game together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I will for sure be cool. at the Arizona uh, Buffs game because cool. I'm a big Arizona yeah. fan. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Like, wow, I didn't know that. That's really yeah. cool. So that's kind of, I've always had this like, you know, men mentality that's geared towards competition and athletics. And, um, you know, for me, it's like I didn't get into triathlon or an ultra endurance stuff until. Really, I was, you know, I'm now about five years into recovery and, and right getting out of prison. 
uh, I wanted to find something challenging mm -hmm. that I could kind of dedicate some time and energy and effort to. And, and yeah. so for me, it was Iron Man. Yeah. Um, so I, I got into Iron Man and went, you know, balls deep. Yeah. And, you know, that was right around the COVID time. So I'd trained for two years. Right. And like, I didn't even get to do my first race until two years <laughs> after I started. So I was like, man, this is a drag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy, like 20 hour plus weeks and, yeah. and whatnot. But finally got some Ironmans under my belt. And uh, I was fortunate to go to the Ironman World Championships in St. George last year, which was just like oh, next level, cool. man. It was so cool. But Competing just finding that stuff, like finding the, the mentality um, of like persevering, right? Is like, was so relatable to like me and my recovery. And like, I wanna be able to share that with other people. Yeah, yeah. man, that's really cool. And I appreciate you being so honest and open in here. Cause I, I, I love when the viewers can see somebody like college football player. Yeah. All there, yeah. right? Moving through it, great looking guy, in the Appreciate community you. doing it, you know what I mean? <laughs> like I think it's important to do this because I think sometimes our viewers, unfortunately, conceptualize addiction in a much different way. Totally. Absolutely. You know, and so I, th I think your, both of your stories in a way are so powerful mm -hmm. um, and dynamic. And so it makes a lot of sense about your why and what you guys are doing. Um, that's cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah man, I, the, the, the Denver community is lucky to have you guys a part of that. We're super lucky. I mean, Absolutely. to have met each other and really mm -hmm. kind of started our businesses right around the same time mm -hmm. that we that we did, and mm -hmm. um, you know, being of the same age and having a lot of the same values and interests and likes, and being mm -hmm. able to kind of like grow our businesses alongside each other, and really the reception within the whole community of Denver has been like just wild because it's like so tight knit and yeah. close and like collaborative. Yeah. Man, we've just been super blessed, like super fortunate. Absolutely. Yeah, I do yeah. love that about Denver for yeah. sure. It's, it really is like kind of everybody kind of working together. Totally. Really doesn't feel super competitive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Which, there's some out there, right? But, sure. Um, the ones that matter, we, we're working with. You yeah. Know? Yeah, man. Most it's definitely. awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love, and I, I may have said it on the front end, but you offer all pathways sober livings, yeah. right? Or residential recovery homes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really, really cool. And it kind of leads into my next question is, is all pathways means, hey, we're, we're trauma informed. Hey, we're here to meet you where you're at and mm -hmm. define a path for your recovery that could potentially fit you like a glove. And then you might even get excited about it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. And so how is that, Kyle, how's that being received? Do you feel like in that community? Because it is, it, it is an inpatient treatment. It's not, ex it is extended care in a way, but it's, it's structured sober living. And how is that new energy being received? Um, <clears throat> I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. And you can see that because the more and more places that are opening up are starting to follow mm -hmm. that structure, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think gone are the times of just the traditional 12-step based programs. Uh -huh. And again, I, it's, it's very evident as new places open up that that's not what they're geared towards. Right. Which again, the ones that exist that are already out there are crushing it, they're killing it, right? Yeah. That's their space and if we need to refer outwards, we do. Mm -hmm. um, but I can't tell you the amount of guys that come into our houses, and I know he can attest to this, who are like, dude, I've tried everything. Like I've been to however many different 12-step programs. It might be a different sure. program or a different house, but it's the same structure, right? Uh -huh. um, we have guys come up to us all the time that are just really finding the passion that they want to find yeah. in recovery because we're allowing them mm -hmm. to find it on their own, right. right? I'm not sitting there telling them, you need to do A, B, C, and D to stay sober. It's like, hey, these are the things we offer. Mm -hmm. Let's figure out which ones you like. Right and then structure that around you, mm -hmm. and then allow them to, to build off of that yeah. um, and really make the decision for themselves. Yeah. I tell every guy that calls me on the phone, um, you know, I want you coming in, working a program of recovery because you want to, right. not because you're being told to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and in doing so, we're creating a space where 
guys are making the decisions for themselves mm -hmm. and we don't have to you know hold their hand through it or make sure that they're doing yeah specific things you know? yeah and it's, it's so cool that you all are willing to be like curious with somebody mm -hmm. and set with them and it's actually much different than what people would believe it's actually the much easier approach mm -hmm. to be punitive and hand-holding and kind of parenting over mm -hmm. the process can be really really difficult yeah although um, our field had really called for that style for a plethora of years coming off the backs of 1935 it was just a much different generational perspective and i think in the last handful of years, we've really been able to shift that model. Um, and it's so cool to hear that you guys are doing it in your level of care and people are seeing it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's amazing. Absolutely. It's amazing. What have you seen over at Elevate as far as, because we were talking before the show and um, you, know, you talked you know, very candidly about not how you were opposed to 12 steps, but why you made a decision to not engage in that path. Totally, I mean, what I've seen, um, really it comes down to, obviously, I mean, Johan Hari's Rat Park, right? You're talking mm -hmm. about connection. Mm -hmm. Connection's everything. Mm -hmm. So how can we encourage people to commune more and connect more mm -hmm. on a real personal, humane level? Mm -hmm. And so that's what we've really tried to do is just develop a culture that does that. And so including the, the likes and the hobbies and the interests and the passions and the, um, the fun part of life mm -hmm. around recovery. And then include everybody and say, hey, look, you don't have to come to our Friday, Saturday, or Sunday workouts right. in the gym. You can go to the climbing gym. Mm -hmm. You can go on the hikes. You can go climb mountains. You can right. go biking. You can do fishing, mm -hmm. whatever it is, right? And it's, it's finding community. Yeah. And so for me, it was like the all pathways approach was like, it doesn't have to be this black or white thing. It can be open-ended to mm -hmm. whatever you want it to be. As yeah. long as you're developing those, the, the skill sets and the tools that are gonna get you to where you need to go or yeah. where you wanna go. Yeah. Um, that's really the most important thing. And so like those values and like the behaviors and the, the foundational principles of like living a lifestyle of recovery mm -hmm. are the things that are core to what we're doing. But all the other stuff is just like, that's the fun. Yeah. And so like, how can we include more fun into recovery, <clears throat> excuse me, into recovery right. and um, yeah, just, just let people choose their own path, man. Yeah, and that's what's been sucked out of the room of the church basement. Yeah, right? sure. exactly. Unfortunately, and I listen, I used to go, I, great humans, yeah. great humans yeah. you know, sure. that I owe a, a, a vast majority of my recovery to. Mm -hmm. But I think today um, we, we want to ensure that everybody gets to see themselves under our big tent. Yeah. You know, and um, I want everybody to feel a part of and. What you guys do so well, um, whether seeing it or not, is you allow the traumatized individual who's already hypervigilant to maybe settle and get mm -hmm. safe in their home. And they're gonna be living with you for months. And that was something that um, was really important to me back in Peaks when people lived for a long time, was to know that they're cared for and that they have a home. Mm -hmm. um, and you guys do that really, really well, which I think is um, pushing up against the status quo of the industry, which I think is really, really important. Um, so I appreciate that. Totally. I think That's you said something important though, just as far, uh, you know, speaking on like different generations, mm -hmm. everything should evolve, Yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I understand the saying like, if it's not broke, don't fix it, right? right? But if there's new ways to do something that might be better or open the possibility to, to new people, yeah. why not try, mm -hmm. right? Like, isn't that what we should be doing as a society anyway? Exactly. It's just continuing to evolve and grow and mm -hmm. change things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, knocked out of the park connection community yeah. fun let's just enjoy our lives right yeah. like let's 
not be bogged down by like you need to do these things every single day in order blah blah, blah right yeah. like right like we get to yeah, yeah. we get to yeah, I, mean, I, would, I, would, I would argue that's why you guys and I have no idea what your story looked like but I would argue that's why you struggled in those first few places mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. was because you come in it's a box over right. your head yeah. you can't see yourself in it you're like I'm an athlete. I like to do fun stuff and move around <laughs> right. and move my body. They're like, sit in the chair every day. Yeah. You're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, I got to go. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it makes a lot of sense. I find myself oftentimes um, for clients and folks that have um, called Peaks home, I find myself apologizing for the industry in a way because <laughs> there has been such a dramatic overhaul with the way that we approach people. Um, so I, I say a lot of that probably has to do more with the industry and trying to figure its way out totally. than anything else. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's part of like redefining and changing that stigma, mm -hmm. right? Because there is that stigma attached to it, even yep. with people within the industry. And so it's like, how are we refining? How are we constantly changing this and improving this? Mm -hmm. And so totally agree with you on that. Yeah. 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 And I, lo I love that we can sit here too as providers and, and look at for opportunities for growth. Yeah. I mean, I was in group this morning and this young man shared with me and, he said, man, this place is absolutely amazing. We've got a couple staff members out with COVID. Mm -hmm. And so the, the transition from group to group has been a little bit off. And he's like, man, everything's nice, but if I don't want to have to share my timeline today again. I'm like, fair enough. <laughs> you know, I can hear that. And what mm -hmm. I hear is, hey, the next time we have this, uh, with this COVID situation, which we will walk through, and we've walked through it a plethora of times, um, we can get a little bit more curious on how to make sure that that makes sense for everybody. Totally. You know, um, so I... I think we, if when we come into this with a bit of humility, we have the opportunity to exercise our greatness, yep, which absolutely. is really, really cool. And the, the other question I wanted to move into, and you guys kind of answered it a little bit, is um, what's missing today from what you all see from the level of care of which you operate out of? And what are you guys doing to change that, even though you probably answered a portion of that already? Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Um, <clears throat> I mean, whoever starts is going to answer it. You, you go and I'll piggyback off you. All right. So what I see is we talk about community and connection and we talk about, um, there's this, I mean, it's not an, anything new, mm -hmm. but peer coaching, yeah. right. And connect, being able to connect with somebody. Um, there's a, so much dysregulation in that, you know, part of the industry. And so for me personally, what we're doing um, and what we started over at True North. So I opened up an outpatient treatment center called True North Recovery Services. And we're really focusing on addressing compliance, continuing education, progression, awesome. supervision, not just like, you know, there's some of these organizations who just like bill and like do this stuff. And it's like, yeah. what are we doing? Right. What, what the are hell we are we doing? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like, how can we improve outcomes and yeah. how can we measure this stuff? Mm -hmm. And how can we really connect with people on a deeper level? Because it's like, there's that whole clinical aspect, right? Mm -hmm. But then like the personal aspect, like how can we really start to like track and measure this stuff so that it's beneficial for all parties so that a high tide raises all ships. Yeah. Um, you know, and so for me, that's kind of where I'm at is like, what can we do as an organization that can help raise the standard? Mm -hmm. That can say like, no, like we're not gonna, we're not gonna play this game. Yep. We're not gonna do this. Mm -hmm. Like this is bullshit. Yep. And ultimately at the end of the day, it's only gonna hurt us and yep. the clients. Because everybody gets lumped in. Right. That. Yeah. And so um, for me, that's I think the biggest, the biggest thing that we're seeing and the biggest thing that I'm really focusing <laughs> on right now is like, how can we help improve the industry in the sense, because like lived experience is important mm -hmm. and people resonate with that and connect. Oh, yeah. And so they want to hear our stories, all yep. of us, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But at the same time, there has to be some clear cut regulation and rules and, and a yep. standard that's set higher so we can improve outcomes. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. especially at that level of care. Yeah, totally. Years, it's so yeah, true. 
you kind of feel the same way, Kyle? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm right on board with that. Um, obviously, with the peer services that we've been rolling out and have been doing, uh, this is where like the collaborative part comes in really well, mm -hmm. because we can follow the standards of what True North is doing mm -hmm. um, to make sure that we're following the correct guidelines. Because again, like as treatment has always been, it's kind of like the Wild West, right? Yep. There's a lot of gray areas out yeah. there, and people can kind of pick yeah. and choose and abuse a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and it's great to be, you know, partnered with individuals who are trying to do things correctly. Yeah. You know, they have the, the right kind of morals and ethics yeah. um, and do so like follow that path. Yeah. Um, peer services is huge right now. Yeah. I think there's a lot to be said about that. There's a reason why, you know, and let's let's talk about AA. Yeah. Isn't a, a sponsor. Right. Just another peer. Right. Yeah. Like exactly. we're walking that. We've all been through that. Mm -hmm. um, so it's incredibly beneficial. But I also think uh, something that that's cool is the whole stigma between like, I feel like there was a lot of sober livings back in the day when there was like a relapse or something. Yeah. It was very much just like, all right, pack your stuff, you're up, gone. Pack right? Yeah. Why? Right. Why are we punishing that individual? Exactly. Mm -hmm. They need help. Yeah. And what's gonna best suit their needs, right? right? If that means giving them another opportunity within the house, mm -hmm. then they didn't cause harm anywhere, they didn't put others at danger, yeah. let's kill them with kindness. Yeah, Right. Exactly. Like let's come from a place of compassion and like, just trying to change the structure of of our sober livings yeah. and make sure that we're trying to treat each individual as best as possible and not kind of again lump yeah. them into this like oh you relapsed you're gone you did this you're gone like just trying to help yeah. them in a better way that yeah. in the past maybe wasn't dealt with correctly sure or didn't feel like it was available right. exactly for totally. you guys you know because yeah. of the pressure of the industry right. or whatever. Uh -huh. you guys bring up just some tremendous points I, if you guys as you guys continue to de develop and measure outcomes mm -hmm. at that level of care, outpatient and or structured sober living, yep. I mean, that bucks the status quo so hard. Totally. Something at peaks that we've engaged with over the last handful of years is really having a third party come in and say, hey, this is what it is. Right. And not only doing that, being transparent to the consumer and being one of only, I think, 10 or 20 treatment programs out there who's not a nonprofit who posts that stuff online. Right. We want people to see. We want people to get curious. Ask the right yeah. question. Honesty. The yeah, same thing sure. that we're trying to practice yeah. and, you know, with ourselves yeah. and yeah. encourage our, our members to do. Yeah. Honesty and transparency. That's so important. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I love what you said too, Kyle, about this opportunity we have much different than the old culture. And shoot, we were part of it at Peaks. It's like, this yeah. is unsafe. You got to go. You know, where do you want to go? <laughs> Um, and now we have this opportunity, and I was in, when it first started a few years back, I was like, ah, I don't know about this. But you'll watch somebody who uses a coping mechanism because they're scared, or they're anxious, or they're depressed, and they know they probably made a mistake, and they maybe should have checked in and done this thing. When you watch them not get their primal needs ripped from them, yep. and you watch them be loved on, I think mm -hmm. you guys have seen this, and you watch them resettle, I mean, we have folks in long-term recovery who are great examples of that. And I think you all can attest to that as well. So I really appreciate you bringing that up mm -hmm. um, because it doesn't, it's not black and white on that side of things. No, we can really get not. curious and spend some time. It's a learning experience. Let them learn the better way to handle it. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. let, yeah us develop. Teach, let us teach them. Yeah, for sure. Love that stuff. Well, I got one more question. All right. And since I was just on their talk show mm -hmm. um, and they asked me a really cool question right at the end, I got a really cool question for you all. Um, and the question they asked me, if I could be any player on a football team, who would I be and why, right? Right. 
And I said, I'll be a cheerleader. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, which was, was perfect. That's great. That's uh, perfect. I was going to say, I was going to be a like linebacker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, if you could be any superhero, who would it be and why? We'll start with Kyle. That's easy. Spider-Man. Okay, Spider-Man, because if you, if you look at where he came from, right? Like, sure. he is, like, literally your average kid, mm -hmm. right? Like, nothing special about him. He's... You know, he might be a bit of a smartass or something, yeah. but um, his intentions and where he comes from, from like a family perspective because of what he's lost, mm. he wants to do good by his family from the people who had hurt him. Mm -hmm. um, and he really has that perfect like uh, superhero origin story. Uh -huh. And guess what? He's still a kid and he's trying to live his life. He's trying to have fun. He's trying to navigate, you know, the next right thing and... I kind of feel the same way, especially with building and growing a business. Like, I'm still trying to learn. I'm yeah. still trying to figure things out, right? Yeah. But like, I think I, I share a common, a common purpose or a common goal with him is just to help others. Yeah, that's probably better than my answer. <laughs> so that's cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I like Spider-Man too. I didn't know I liked him that much. So. Mm -hmm. yeah, I like Spider-Man too, and that's who first came to mind. So I can't say Spider-Man. Spider-Man yeah. Spider all day. Go and then Bryce. I was like, because it comes down to like, I was like. Captain America is pretty tight. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, Batman is more like up my alley, you know, kind of like same sort of concept, mm -hmm. even though he, you know, well, so I'm thinking about the, the first movie where his parents get killed at the theater, right? Mm -hmm. Am I remembering that right? Um, I'm not a big superhero guy, mm -hmm. but if I, you know, obviously from struggle comes like resilience and uh, that's why I love the concept of the Phoenix, right? Mm -hmm. And then you rise out of the ashes. Yeah. Um, so I'd probably say like Batman. Yeah. And he's, he's awesome. I like Batman. <laughs> and he's dope and he has all kinds of like cool gadgets and shit yeah, too. Yeah. So I'm like, he's got the whip. Yeah, he's got the whip. He's got the whip. Got the whip. Really deal, nice whip. I swear I saw, I don't know if it was from the first Batman or the second one or whatever it was, but the Batman mobile was actually for sale at some auction for just something. You gonna pick it up or what? No. No, I told you, I'm, gonna, I'm thinking about Subaru. Nice. Yeah, man, I think those, which one? Guy. Which kind? Which Subi are you gonna get? I have no idea. Yeah. I don't have to get. I have a lease car, so I have until cross, next cross month. Crosstracks are pretty nice. Yeah, get like a Crosstrek oh, or whatever nice. the ones that have the off-road packages. Because yeah. I'm telling you right now, there is Subarus higher up on the trailhead than I can get. Oh yeah, Tahoe. totally. They'll go anywhere. It's insane, yeah. man. You'll see like lifted jeeps. You're like, right. how did this thing get yeah. up here? <laughs> yeah. What superhero would you be? That's a good question. Um, I never even thought about it for myself. Um, it's kind of a tough question. It's a really tough question. It was so There's easy. So, it well, it's for you, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I was like, Kyle, I, but I, lo I, I love like Marvel and superheroes. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right up my alley. I think I would have to go with Superman. Okay. And nice. it, it, here's the reason. Nice. It has no really heartfelt meaning like you guys have. But when I got into recovery in 2008, I showed up and I was just in a tough shape. Mm -hmm. I had two tattoos. I had one. You know, the prototypical armband that you got at 15 yeah. that, you know, doesn't quite, you know. We have a tattoo artist in our program. I was sharing this morning. Nice. She's like, I'm like, yeah, it's everything they joke about. Mm -hmm. And then I had this really special one right here. And it was a Superman logo. Nice. But even better, it had a little bit of tribal coming off of it. You know? <laughs> so that's why I'd have to go with the Superman thing. And I remember Sick. listening to, you know, the few viewers are going to love this. I remember when the 50 Cent album came out and he said, I say I walk around like I got an S on my chest. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> You're like, that's like, me. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. Me and 50, I can relate, but I can relate to the struggle <laughs> a lot like you guys. And I can relate um, in our opportunity and our effort to rejoice in recovery and be bright lights for individuals 
who can't see it in their lives. Mm -hmm. And having you guys on the show today was a tremendous opportunity for me, for the Peaks team, to have alumni on, to have Bryce on. You guys are doing amazing things in the community. Um, I really appreciate your time today. Looking forward to connecting down the line. Maybe after we get the facility built, we'll be sending out a huge alumni thing. We're doing a recovery concert on site for the cool. ribbon cutting, so we'd love nice. to get Sofferson's booth up there, elevated up there. We're gonna oh, have yeah. Sober AF up there. We're gonna have a few bands playing. We're gonna be cutting the ribbon, just letting people know that there's a home here in Colorado, um, and you can see yourself inside of it. So thank you guys. Thank yeah, you. Thank this you. has been awesome. It. We really appreciate it. Yeah. We love what you got going on, and we are. I know I can speak for myself, but I can also speak for Kyle because we've talked about it. But like we aspire to. Uh, continually make progress and follow in your footsteps because mm -hmm. you, you're just out here crushing it and saving lives and changing lives and creating such an impact. And so we really look up to you and we appreciate you. Awesome. Thanks. I really yeah. appreciate that, you guys. It's, it's just been a pleasure having you guys on. And until next time, yeah, man. check us out on your podcast, Instagram, Facebook, um, Apple Music. Spotify. Spotify. Mm -hmm. We talked about that. YouTube yeah. before the show. Check us out on there. Until next time. Peace.